Triple B's, man. <laughs> People scared to change. We not. <laughs> so. Well, well, well. Rockin' ZO2s, and it wouldn't be Deposito Sports if we weren't prepared. What is up, Connor? We're ready to go. <laughs> We're rolling to some Zoe. I mean, Zoe just got hot right out the gate. I feel like I feel like Shaq is mad that he wasn't, you know, a mid-21st century basketball star after seeing this album take off. I mean, Shaq is, first of all, Shaq is Twitter. So Shaq was like the first guy I remember being like big time on Twitter. Yeah. And if social media was a thing during Shaq's playing days, he would have broken the world. He was a maniac. And also, he was so good. He'd be playing like a guy, kind of like DeAndre Ayton is right now from Arizona, where he's just a freak athlete. He's bigger and stronger than everybody else. And he would have a three-point jumper. I mean, I've seen him play right now, and he kind of shoot the ball a little bit. Now, he never made free throws, but he, he'd figure it out if he grew up in this kind of era. What do you make of Sh- uh, Sean Miller, though? Is he coming back? What's what's with that situation? So I've heard a, I've heard some conflicting things on him. I mean, obviously the stuff came out that uh, he, you know, did did all that stuff with DeAndre and offered him a hundred thousand bucks and, and did all that. But I also kind of dug into it a little bit more, and the timeline doesn't match up. Where he was offering him money like this November, yeah, but he was on campus already last June, so I don't know kind of how the timeline matches up. Plus, Chris Dawkins, the guy who they're saying is the one uh, right. who dealt with Sean Miller and was off yeah. the money. That's not DeAndre Ayton's guy. Yeah, but he's know. kind of the guy for everyone, is this guy who who is who was like, what, he was a former coach and then an agent and kind of a shadowy agent? Yeah, yeah, and he is, he's everybody's guy, but he's not DeAndre Ayton's guy, which is the thing that's the funny part that it makes – you know, it look a little weird that the one guy who's not Chris Dawkins' guy is the one who's getting in trouble here. You know, like Miles Bridges is the one who, who people will point to and said he's he's kind of got the shady recruiting and then all that happened. But, I mean, it, it came out that nothing really happened with him. He had to pay 40 bucks to charity because his family accidentally went to dinner with him or something. So that was kind of weird. But, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to make out all this right now. I could see, you know, teams getting the death penalty. But I could also see, on the other hand, that you know nothing happens to any of these guys. You can't can't give every team the death penalty. So if yeah. everybody's coming out to do this, I mean, it, it, it's the worst kept secret of college basketball. They've been paying these guys forever. Every yeah. year, guys come out and say, "Oh yeah, I made a ton of money in college." Like Charles Barkley used to joke that he made more money in college than he did. He like had to take a pay cut to go to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, but I think the weirdest thing is. Looking at the bigger picture, like the, why is the FBI spending so much time on this, or is it just the FBI so big? Like, like the FBI is like probing Hillary, they're probing the Russia thing, and then they're probing like the NCAA's. Like, how how much resources should the FBI really be devoting to this? You know, I mean, if guys really are doing what what they're being accused of, there's a many felonies coming on here. There's tax evasion. There's money laundering. There's I mean, there's a lot going on, bribery. So it, it's uh, some big felonies here, and guys could legit do jail time. So, I I mean, I think the FBI has a right to look into this. I think there's a lot of things they do look into that they have no business looking into. Yeah. But, I mean, this is this is a big-time issue and, and could honestly spell the end of the NCA. I think the NCA is the biggest loser here because they, they you know, they're looking at it being like, oh, the, the FBI has done such a great job. They've looked into it. NCAA has had their head in the sand for years, letting turning a blind eye to these big programs, letting them get away with things, and now I think yeah. that's kind of all catching up to them right now. But but what's confusing to me is like, didn't we have the same thing with the FBI last year? And it's like the FBI 
it's like the FBI doesn't know what it wants. Like the FBI is almost becoming an investigation firm, but well, I guess it's not the FBI. What is the DOJ doing? Because no one's getting prosecuted for anything. It's like they haven't decided what they actually want to do. Like the FBI investigates it and finds all these things and then nothing's happening. Is that just because yeah, nothing I mean, should happen? Like you said, like no one, not every program can get the death penalty. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think the NCA is just flip-flopping on it. I think they're like saying, let's do something about it. And then when push comes to shove, they're scared and realize that it's going to be a huge problem for them if these guys start getting persecuted or prosecuted. I guess persecuted as well, but <laughs> prosecuted was the word I was looking for. Like. Yeah, here was LeBron on it. Um, I'm not a fan of the NCA. Uh, I love watching March Madness. I think that's that's incredible. I'm not a fan of how they how the kids don't uh, don't benefit from none of this. Um, you know, so it's kind of a fine line because I actually got a couple boys that could be headed in that direction. So there's going to be some decisions that we as a family have to make. Um, but I know as the NBA, we have to figure out a way that we can um, sure up our farm league and, and, and if kids. Um, you know, feel like they don't want to be a part of that NCA program thing, then we have something here for them to, to be able to jump back on and not have to worry about going overseas all the time, I guess. You know, so we have to figure it out. Yeah, and there's two really interesting points there. One, his kids, I don't know what you think. You probably know more about this, Connor, than me on how good his kids are. But second, like, yeah, they need to shore up their minors. Like, like you think of what allows, you know, the MLB to bring all these kids straight from high school is that they've got such a developed farm system, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the, the NBA doesn't really understand what to do with this. I think you have guys coming in that are, are younger than ever, that are more ready for the NBA. And the problem is you're diluting that and not letting those guys who are ready. I mean, Ben Simmons had no reason being in college, Marvin Bagley, DeAndre, and these guys have no reason being in the NBA or being in college. They should be going straight to the NBA. And so now the problem is you're punishing those guys who could be making money, who could be doing all these things and not letting anyone now go to the NBA because you have guys who will come out like Kwame Brown, who wasn't ready or who guys who came out initially and who had no reason. I mean, Kendrick Perkins came straight out of high school. Right. Now it's a guy like that. You look at it and say, no, he should have gone to college. He could have benefited from that. Developed his offensive game a little. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, I mean, I think the way to fix this is you, if you really want to start paying these guys, let the NBA teams do it. Do it like the NHL where NBA teams can pay – you draft the rights to a player and then pay for him to play in college. Oh, or what? Like can you tell NFL me more about this? It. I feel like a lot of people don't know about this. Tell me how this works. Yeah, so in, in the NHL – so the NHL, they don't necessarily pay, but you draft the rights to a player. Uh-huh. And so then in three years once he comes out of college or four years once he comes out of college, they have the right to sign him again. Okay. So and is there like money sitting in their bank account? So, I mean, in NHL, you don't get money, but you know that you're going to have a, an offer from a team. So now what you do is if you have a guy, you know, get drafted and then you what you would do is just have the end of the NBA play pay for him to play in college. Yeah, that's your way of developing. That's your way of doing it. Now, if the guy's good enough, he goes right away. And what you can do is that money doesn't count towards the books. There's set salaries on what you could do. And then when they come graduate from college, you can reevaluate if you want to renew his contract and actually sign him again. Right. I think you do something similar to baseball where you could do like a rule five draft or you could do, you know, kind of a weird combination of things. But I think that's the answer of what the best way to do things would be. Yeah, I'm pushing it even further. It could work where you have like, you know, a bank account that's accruing, you know, a certain amount every year where some of the rights, the payment for the rights is going directly to the player. And then when they graduate, um, even if the NCAA wants to keep it the way it is, then they just instantly have that inflow of cash. So I think that could work as well. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I think the other thing, too, that gets overlooked is I, I get that these guys, a lot of them need to provide for their family and they need to make money. Like, I 100% can respect that. You know, I, I get where they're coming from. Go play overseas. Go play in Australia. Go yeah. play in China. Go make $15 million to go do something in Italy. Like, you're, you have options of what you can do. And if you really are that good. Go play in Lithuania. Year, <laughs> I don't know about Lithuania, but... I mean, guys have done it recently. I mean, Brandon Jennings went to Italy for a year. Terrence Ferguson, uh, Manuel Moutier, these guys played over in, in Australia for a year before coming back instead of going to college. So I, I think that's kind of the play that people should be doing, the, the model. And if you really need money, totally respect that, totally understand. Go earn it somewhere. Don't, don't go to college and don't accept money when you're not supposed to be doing that. Who's a superstar after you know, they took away going straight from high school. So, you know, there's players who played overseas before going straight from high school. Who's a player who, you know, had to, you know, do the one year overseas and who's turned into a superstar? I can't really think of anyone. Yeah, I, I think. So what really does that say? I, mean, I think that people just haven't done it. I don't think there's been enough high profile guys. I think that, the, like I said, the three guys that stand out to me that have been you know, big big time prospects coming out of high school and then went overseas were Brandon Jennings, Ferguson, Terrence Ferguson, and and Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah, I think Terrence Ruggison has a chance to be a real player. Uh, Brandon Jennings was good before he ruptured his yeah. Achilles, and then Emmanuel Moutier. I mean, he hasn't had a great career so far, but he's still young, so he he could come back for sure. Yeah, like or dislike Connor, we're gonna switch it up. Um, the NFL Competition Committee has reached a unanimous agreement that Des Bryant's catch in the 2014 playoffs, um, that it was a catch. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw that. I think D- the initial reaction is I dislike it just because I agree that it was a, a catch. But what is thinking about that now? What is saying that now help anything? It's just more frustrating than anything unless the rules have changed and, and there's an easier definition of a catch, which at this point there isn't. Yeah, are they just it's covering just themselves thing. for the way they ruled on some of those catches in favor of the Eagles in the Super Bowl? By letting yeah, this out, that could, that could definitely be part of it. I think it's, I think it's just stupid to go back and say, you know, we messed this up when you can't change anything about that, right? And and when it's so clearly swung the outcome of a game and and could have made different things happen, it's a weird play for them to go and try to take that back. Yeah, and it just gives fans another reason to be upset. You know, there's fans who are upset on both sides for the anthem thing. And then there's fans up, uh, you know, upset like Steelers fans like me who are bitter about the Jesse James catch. And then we see this article, and then it and then it immediately just reminds us of a similar situation. Whether whether it actually was similar or not is debated, but you can obviously see where someone would think it was. And then it's just another reason to be frustrated at the league. So I think the league just needs to kind of you know hide from the spotlight. Like to me, they're always in like they're kind of taking that all press is good press approach. But I don't think it's applied to them the same way same way it's applied to Trump or other people that it's benefited. Like I don't think it's actually helping the NFL. You know, ratings were down a lot of times this year. Where where so I don't think this all press is good press, you know, philosophy they seem to be taking in their front office is actually benefiting them. Yeah, I mean the NFL the NFL is probably the second worst organization in the world, only behind the NCAA. So it's one of those things that's pretty ridiculous and I, I can't believe that they're still I, how they can get away? I mean, they're, they're horrible. They they just mess up over and over again. I feel like any situation, if you give them two options, they're going to pick the wrong one. And I don't know how they think this was going to be good press or, or who decided this was a good idea to release that statement. But I think that was a, a, a not a smart art, but definitely in character for the NFL. Yeah, and you know, similar news coming out today. Papa John's left uh, left the NFL, which I don't really care. But it's just it's just more evidence that you know. 
<laughs> they're they're in the news a lot, but a lot of it's not good news. So, and neither is it with the NCA. So, um, moving on, another interesting business thing that uh, came out is I guess NBC bid like what were we saying like twelve billion dollars on the Olympics? Yeah, for for four rights for the Olympics. That's crazy. Yeah, that that's that's a lot of money, especially for an Olympics that kind of sucked this year. Yeah, I. <laughs> Is it just us being younger before when we watched the Winter Olympics, or were we always not as good as we are in the summer? I mean, summer is definitely our thing, but usually I feel like we're a little bit better than we did now. I mean, we we generally dominate snowboarding, skiing, which we did a solid job of this year. Uh, but I mean, Lindsey Vaughn didn't win gold. Michaela Schifrin sat out of a race. Like, it, it, you know, we still had Sean White winning. We still had that was Brett awesome. Gerard, Chloe Kim, people like that, but. Uh, the other one was hockey wasn't fun. I feel like hockey is one of the most electric events and, and having non-NHL players play. It's it's tough for a sport that a lot of people don't fall religiously to start having players. That the quality of the play isn't as good. Um, and when we literally are horrible and can't make one shootout goal and lose the Czech Republic, one nothing in a five-shot shootout was unbelievable. Go off. Break it down. I... I literally have never been so mad. I was watching it in a bar, and I like couldn't even contain myself how furious I was. We couldn't make one penalty shot. One. Can we get that girl on the women's team who like does the triple deke into like the cleanest angle of all yeah. time? Literally, she, it's like her take all of them. And it's a far cry from last time when TJ Oshie had literally like seven shootout goals in, against Canada and or against Russia and just like demolish them like we can't make one goal this time it's so frustrating it's literally infuriating yeah to have that happen. and that's a talent failure but like i also feel like in this olympics it was kind of like we had the talent and then there was nothing to f- show for it like i was watching a lot of skating and there we were doing like all these quad lutzes and stuff that no other country can do like doing stringing like seven seven of them in one show and then like we still wouldn't have a medal to show for it you know yeah, I, like, I didn't watch enough skating. I, it's that was tough for me to watch, but yeah, I, I don't. We just we just didn't do well this year. I feel like we had a lot of people that were hyped and could have done better, and then but we also kind of came out of nowhere. Like we won curling, which was a shocker. Seriously, uh, dude, hockey, not necessarily a shocker, but a, but a big win for us over Canada there. So yeah, dude, curling. I I watched some of those early rounds. We looked like a mess, dude. Those guys from Wisconsin and Minnesota. Did you ever hear the live mics on them? They'd be like. Yeah, so I guess we're just going to, like, go for this. Like, they just sounded like the most American dudes. They're, like, in South Korea with their, like, Wisconsin and Minnesota accents. And they're just like, yeah, I think I'll just try to, like, sneak it in there. And then they're like, <laughs> it's, the live mics on on that are the funniest thing for curling. They're like, scrub! <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just, it's hilarious. But I guess, yeah, I guess NBC spent $12 billion for the Olympic airing rights through 2032. This is the weirdest thing, though. They counted 21.9 million primetime viewers over the course of the games for Pyeongchang, but 23 that's a dip from 23.7 for the Sochi games. I don't even remember anything from the Sochi games. Do you remember one thing that happened in Sochi? Oh, I remember hockey. We lost Canada in the finals. Um, Sean White came in fourth or fifth. I, I mean, it, it was not as memorable, but... Yeah, I, I, I just remember. We were also in a weird time when we were in the dorms. It was tough to watch all those games. Yeah, I just remember like on. Sochi, slushy. Like it was too warm. They're in southern Russia. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, and then NBA. I guess Zaza tripped on somebody again. 
He's just Dude, so Zaza cl- needs to be kicked out of the league. Why? I, I <laughs> did you hear Katie's take? He's just he's just sort of clumsy. He's just kind of clumsy, no. Bert. He's just did a little clumsy. Highlight of him falling on Russ? Absolutely not. It was literally the most deliberate. He fell on Russ's knees trying to like end his career. It was it's unbelievable. I've never seen something so blatant. He didn't get I'm touched. I'm gonna pull it up now. Rolled onto his knees. And it's it's when it's one of those things. If it had happened one time, maybe he's just clumsy. But when he keeps falling into superstars, into the best player on the other team, falling into their knees, stepping under their ankles like he did with Kawhi, it's a little suspicious that it keeps happening. And then you add on Draymond, it's kind of just that culture that they have over there that they're going to do whatever it takes to win, which I can respect, but not when it's trying to end somebody's career. Yeah, that's not something fun. I mean, nobody wants to see injuries, especially this season when we've had tons of injuries up and down the board from stars in the NBA. You can't be having guys like that trying to do it. I, I, I think there's going to be a big punishment coming for Zaza if it hasn't happened yet. I heard that they're not going to suspend him, though. It's obscene. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. He, I think he honestly should be kicked out of the league. Like that, that's honestly, like, if he had hurt Westbrook, that's like a felony. That's intentionally trying to hurt someone. You could sue him for, like, loss of money, like, all these things. It was, it was bad. Right. Was to, so if it wouldn't be in criminal him. court, what's the other court called? It's, like, on the tip of my Civil. tongue. Civil. It would be like a civil lawsuit, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's a that's a clear cut civil case, no doubt. That would that's a winner. So okay, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Zaza Pasulia won't face discipline from league for falling falling on Russell Westbrook's leg. Um this is this is from the NBA. They reviewed the play and the league office told um told, you know, sports, you know, media that uh he will not be disciplined. Not even, not even one game. Yeah, that's unbelievable. How many would you give him? Lifetime. He should be kicked out of the league. Like you can't be trying to end. You can't hurt people intentionally. I understand, like especially like you're not trying to fight. You're not trying to do something like that. Like Russ did nothing to provoke it, and he just rolls up on his knees. I, that that's I don't know. And it, from a guy with a history of trying to hurt people, that's that's rough. Yeah. Hey, you sent me that article. Like what was that? Like a week ago that uh, Genie's single now. Oh, yeah. How'd you like that? That was good. It gives every guy hope, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess there's still hope out there. Maybe you should hit her up on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, I'm good. I'm taken. I'm happy. That's all you now. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm, I I I just need to go on a rant, Connor. I, I kind of was thinking about this in the car. I feel like sports and this year have kind of gone sideways. You know, in finance, there's this term kind of, you know, markets going sideways. I know crypto, the crypto market's gone sideways, Berg, and I know that means a lot to you. I know you really take stock in life um, from what the crypto market's doing. That really speaks into your life. But, you know, the crypto market's gone sideways. I feel like sports has kind of gone sideways. Like, (laughs) there's after the Super Bowl, everything's kind of just gone sideways. It's not gone up or down. We're kind of just building anticipation. The NFL Combine's starting. And, yeah, everything's just kind of – I've kind of been distracted from everything going on. And I just, I just feel like, I feel like it's gone sideways on me. Yeah, it, it, this is like the most disengaged I feel like I've been from sports. It's been tough. I mean, the NBA season feels like a foregone conclusion. Hockey's always tough during the regular season. I mean, uh, uh, spring training is just firing up for baseball, so I'm getting excited about that. But even that, I feel like there hasn't been any crazy off-season storylines except for people not signing contracts it's been tough the olympics was supposed to keep me going but that's been that's been pretty boring so yeah like don't you feel uncomfortable about your own yeah don't you feel uncomfortable about your own level of disengagement from sports lately 100 percent. like psychologically don't you feel like wait 
who am I? Oh yeah, I'm I'm reevaluating my life. I'm <laughs> contemplating what my worth is because I don't know what to do. It's it's tough. My college basketball has even been weird this year. It's been just a weird, like you said, go inside of it. It's been a weird year in sports. Yeah, because it's like it's like we graduate from school, we get jobs, and then you know we still you know we still stay strong. We're following like detailed for football season. We're hyped. You're placing bets, and then then things have gone sideways on us. And I thought I think the new years you're supposed to have those New Year's resolutions, but everything's gone sideways on me. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think on that topic too, my gambling has been awful. So I think that's probably a big part of mine. I haven't, you know, I, I had my big degeneracy earlier in the, the college basketball season betting on like D2 women's basketball. So I had to kind of rein <laughs> that one back in. So I, you know, I haven't been betting any like Northeastern conference, like Wagner versus Farley Dickinson. So. Can, can you bet on women's uh, college water polo? Uh, you can find a line somewhere, I'm sure. Cause my, I, I, it's, my, tough. it's tough to find lines for that, but yeah. Yeah. My sister plays women's college water polo and I'm like, you know, we could get a little business going there, Berg. The thing is, games <laughs> like that, that's where you can really make money because if it's a sport that nobody really knows about, they can't accurately handicap it. Yeah. So you can find big inefficiencies in what's going on. And right. That's, that's, I mean, in a, in a, I mean, talking about like financial markets too, it's, it's a very mature market where everybody understands and has a good right. feel for what things should be handicapped at. And if you have an inefficiency and you know something that other people don't, you can make a lot of money. A lot of arbitrage opportunity. Yeah, I just need some Absolutely. Saudi or like Taiwanese guy who doesn't know anything about water polo and just shark him, snake him. Exactly. Okay. Um, what's happening in March Madness? Are we just going to I mean, talk it, about the scandal, or are we going to be excited? Xavier's like three. Dude, Xavier is having a great year. Xavier. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year. I think the bracket, I think there's some good, there's some really good teams, but has been consistently proven all year that nobody's unbeatable. I mean, Virginia is the number one team probably in the country. I mean, they are the number one team in the country, but they're probably, again, the best, and, and dude, by far the most boring team in the country. <laughs> um they just play great defense, and that's it. And so that's pretty boring. But uh, I'm looking at the bracket right now. I mean, there's teams up and down. I mean, Oklahoma's an eight seed. I could see them beating – right now they they play Villanova in the second round. I could see them beating them. Nobody's unbeatable. Everybody's, you know, could, could lose. I mean, Kansas, I, you never know what they're going to do. They could lose in the second round. St. Mary's went from a four seed. They're like a three seed two weeks ago to now they're a 12 seed. Like, it, it nothing makes any sense. It's going to be going crazy, but – you know, it's it's going to be an exciting tournament. There's going to be a lot going on. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. So it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be tough to bet, but fun to fun to watch. It's a lot of good games. Yeah, I think so. I don't even know what to make of it. I'm just ready for it to come. Yeah, it, yeah. it's going to be. It's it's much needed. I need to get back into sports somehow. And I feel like right now is when I really lock into uh, college basketball. Yeah. To have an understanding, you know, watching all of the the uh, conference tournaments, getting my bracket ready. It's just so time this, to reset. This, absolutely it's time to time for sports yeah we're gonna break out one way or the other like like the financial markets we're either just gonna correct and just careen downwards or we're we're gonna break out in a good way out of this out of this sideways market for us yeah and i think i'm breaking out because i mean i get locked in for march madness then you have the start of baseball season then you have the nba playoffs you have the nhl playoffs and things just keep going from there. So yeah. I think I'm going to be good for a little bit until like August, and then I get tired of baseball. But then football's starting back up. So throw in a little bit of combine right now, Absolutely. a 40 yard dash here and there, and you're ready to go. What do you think Lamar Jackson's 40 times going to be? 
four three one. So the line right now is four three five. Okay. So take the under That's aggressive. That. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. They also had looking at the quarterbacks, who's gonna get the highest Wonderlick test score? Who do you think would get the who has the highest odds? Gosh. Uh Baker Mayfield. No. No, Josh you know Rosen. you know like though sometimes I think like I can't even remember the names of these guys. There's really weird things that happen with the Wonderlick sometimes. Yeah. Like the most random like, guy gets a good Wonderlick. Yeah, I mean they were looking at kind of just the main the main guys who could be first round. Okay. So like Baker May uh Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Lamar Jackson. They've got to have something built into that wonderlick to like make Josh Rosen get a little downgrade for being so cocky. Dude, yeah, but he was an econ major at UCLA, and he's pretty smart. Oh no, I have nothing against him. It's just, it's just like you know, it's like it's like the reason people hate Novak Djokovic, right? Those big nostril <laughs> breaths bringing his chest oh, out like he's the shit it's just like you get it's just very tiring but yeah that's why people a lot of people don't like rosen and a lot of people think darnold's likable because he freaking acts like a puppy dog sometimes or that's the look he puts on his face just like hi guys good to be out here so have you ever taken the wonder Lick? no can i take it online yeah you should do that okay how long we does can, it take we can talk about that next time what yeah your score is but what's the over under on me beating you Beating me? Yeah. Ooh. I, I'll i put the spread right now. I'm going to give you as a favorite by three and a half. So if I put 50 bucks on myself, what do I get? And you take that bet. You're taking the over? I'll, if I take myself, yeah. So you have to score four points more than me. I'll bet you that straight up. Straight up? That I have to yeah, beat so, you by four? Yeah, by four. So four or more. Why can't we just go even? Ooh. I mean, I think you're the favorite, but I could go. I'll go with even. You want to go even? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. All right. All right. Let's do it. That's live. Yeah. That's a deal. Done. Good. All right. Are you ready for your rant? Have you been, you know, cooking up some steam inside yourself this whole time? Dude, I just like. I feel like my rant. You were is grateful. Like what you talked about. <laughs> it's just I just don't have anything to rant about. Like it's infuriating that I have nothing to rant about. I mean that. My rant would just be about how the NCAA is the stupidest people ever, and that's like the most lame rant ever because everybody's doing that. It's just it's so so frustrating to watch an uh, organization that's so powerful be so mismanaged and be taking advantage of these kids. It's literally free labor. I think uh, it's literally slave labor. You're having these kids that you're making billions of dollars off, not able to get any money. Kids can't even like afford to buy lunch or buy dinner or go out. I mean, it's it's yeah. infuriating. And then finally, these kids who are so good they could be going straight to the NFL or the NBA or wherever are getting punished for taking money and are just trying to support their family and just trying to have a good college experience. I mean, you look at any normal kid, they could go work 20 hours a week. They could go do something other like that. They can get scholarships that pay them money to be good at what they're doing. But if you play a sport, you're not allowed to do that. And you can get in big trouble. You can get your university in big trouble for taking any money. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about this today. Like that's infuriating on a macro level too. By the way, we're such adults now. Like that take is so mature. Like <laughs> five years ago, we would have been like, I'm glad that Nathan whatever won the hot dog eating contest. What's that guy again? Dude, uh, Joey <laughs> jo Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. But anyways, um, like I was just thinking about this today. I can't even believe I'm putting Joey Chestnut with what I'm about to say. But um, <laughs> like, like it's not just working harder. It's working smarter. And that's why they need to fix the system. Like you can be the best single mom in the world, work three jobs and you'll still be poor. You still need government help and you can have the best character and your kids could still like get caught up in gangs. And that's, and that's why the system has to be right because 
there's those things that are macro that like, no matter how good of a person you are, if you get caught in the system the wrong way, like then you're just being taken advantage of. And that's what's happening with these kids. So I agree. Wow. That's a very uh, liberal take of you. (laughs) No, it's just true. Like if you know, you, everyone knows like the story of the best, uh, the best, uh, like single mom out there who makes all the right choices but and she still needs help because she's freaking making 10 bucks an hour and then that's where charity's got to come in right berg hey i mean i couldn't agree more that's a take i would have i'm I'm just impressed that you're you're having that i couldn't agree more that i think you can do as much as you can but the, the system sometimes is just stacked against you yeah and so anything we can do from a position of privilege or from you know being where you know i both come from an area where we aren't playing 10 steps behind you know yeah. We have every opportunity given to us, and so I think, uh, you know, we it's it's our duty to take care of people who don't have that, who don't have the same opportunities. Yeah, hundred percent. And you can flip it, and you have the kid who has all the money in the world, but his parents weren't around, and then he turns out to be just the rudest, most annoying kid ever. So, you know, it goes both ways. So, I don't know. That is it, Deposito Sports, uh, going big and going deep, just like uh, Berg's thankful Connor's uh, thankfulness rant last time. And uh, we can't wait to see you. Go get some ZO2s. This is brought to you by the Ball family, born to ball. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say to that. <laughs> I bet 50 bucks on a Wonderlick. Deposito. Deposito. Butele pa kiasi noi kites granito. Grete etsi dursu tarpe.